This is The Top, where I interview entrepreneurs who are number one or number two in their industry in terms of revenue or customer base. You'll learn how much revenue they're making, what their marketing funnel looks like, and how many customers they have. I'm now at $20,000 per talk. Five and six million. He is hell-bent on global domination. We just broke our 100,000 unit soul mark. And I'm your host, Nathan Latka. Okay, Top Tribe, this week's winner is Charlie Daggs, okay? He was a middle manager at a manufacturing company. He wants to break free, and he won the $100 I give out every Monday. For your chance to win, simply subscribe to the podcast on iTunes right now, and then text the word Nathan to 33444 to prove that you did it. Top Tribe, you know I don't have a lot of time to waste. That's why I use FreshBooks to send out invoices and make sure I'm collecting my money. To get your free month, go to nathanlatka.com forward slash FreshBooks and enter the top in the How Did You Hear About Us section. This is episode 563. Nathan Latka here and coming up tomorrow morning, you'll learn from Anders of ProLeads. They've hit 700 customers, $75 average revenue per user per month, and $500,000 raised. What will they do next? Well, listen to find out. Nathan Latke here. Good morning, everybody. Our guest today is Devin Weejay Singer, and he is the founder and CEO of Insight Pool. He co-founded the business in 2012, and in that short time has led the company from two to 60 employees, acquired a Silicon Valley startup, Next Principles, and is currently revolutionizing marketing and sales across social. Devin, are you ready to take us to the top? Let's do it. All right. Tell us what Insight Pool does, first off, and how you generate revenue. Yeah, so what we do is we focus on a sector uh, that is growing incredibly quickly called influencer marketing. Essentially, a brand uh, needs to have an army of people syndicating their content with their own voices. And no longer do people uh, care about what a brand says. It cares about what other people say about that brand. So our focus is in helping find those individuals for brands so they can build relationships with them and therefore help them and be their marketing army, if you will, uh, because they have such an affinity towards that product and so forth. So our job is to really help mechanize that through a software as a service platform that we've built. Got it. So your, your pricing model is monthly recurring. Uh, they can pick a plan. Pick a plan. Yeah, yeah. P- pick your spice and uh, it tears up as you want more people. And then uh, as you want to do more, you know, different activities and features. But the whole point is, is that, hey, you know, marketing is otherwise, uh, you know, an exercise in failure nowadays. You know, 5% click-through rate means 95%, you know, failed. Influencer marketing can many times help turn that on the head. Like, get 10 influencers talking about you and you might be able to get 100 people to buy your product. So, that's the focus. That's, I got it. Makes good sense. Um, before I go back and learn more about the history, starting in 2012, uh, where are you today? Uh, you have a bunch of pricing. What's the average customer paying you per month? Yeah, so the average uh, uh, ARPA, if you'd like to use SaaS metrics, is just over $3,000 a month. Okay, great. Uh, so that you, you know, includes different variations, but also uh, we know this is a new space. So we also help service those accounts with those uh, with those clients. Okay. So are, do you have some professional services included in that three grand or is that pure no touch SaaS revenue? It's uh, in the beginning training uh, implementation and so forth. And then at post that it's really just pure. So it's more of what does it take in the beginning to get them started? And then after that uh, off to the races. So that three grand you gave me though, is that the off to the races number or the beginning number? That's- that's the off to the races number. Okay, got it. Okay, now take us back to founding. You found it in 2012. Were you a solo founder? Yeah, so the, the story was is uh, 2012 was probably more of the 
We actually launched it in 2013, but I'm, I had previously sold another company I had called eVerify, which was in the, the data uh, uh, space, if you will, on individuals, and uh, sold it in, uh, in early 2012. And uh, What'd you, you sell know, that for, Devin? Uh, well, I can't release the number, but it's- Come uh, on, give me a big old range. Keep it vague. It's a, it, it was nine figures. So it was, okay. it was a good deal. Um, but, uh, but there's a private equity group that still owns it. So I'm still under uh, NDA, but basically what that was is, you know, we built that up to, you know, almost 3,500 people, uh, that were in the field for us and it was data on individuals. And then when I sold it, I was looking to get involved in other things and just became a, a venture investor and said, Oh, well, that's just, uh, you know, super easy to do. Cause I'm a genius now at 28 and I can, definitely tell you I'm not a genius. And, um, as I, as I was looking at different things, social became more prevalent as being the newest data set. And so, uh, found a couple, uh, actually guys that were working, uh, I, I don't want to say college dorm room, but it was a college cafeteria that were trying to figure out a way to match your, um, um, what song you would like with your social media history. So think of like iTunes, but fusing social. And I said, Hey, that's interesting. Seated it. Um, and then with how much, overseas. how'd you see it for? Uh, uh, seated for 250 grand. Okay. Got it. It's just, and was this like, what, what college was this at? Georgia, university of Georgia. Okay. Georgia. So like you were like, I'm making this up. You were like a speaker at the entrepreneurial club. These hustlers came up to you in the cafeteria at the end. And you were like, wow, this is interesting. Let me seat it and grow it with them. Close. I was actually running something as well called the ATA Atlanta technology angels. So like a formalized angel group. And they had wanted to come pitch that. And as I looked at it, I was like, well, I could probably be, more helpful um, uh, as an advisor and as an investor. And then so I seeded it and that's how we met. Got um, it. They were working in Georgia, but I met them through here. Okay, got it. Is it your, so are you down there with David Cummings in Atlanta, the, the, the tech space and all that? <laughs> Funny, yeah, was, uh, David's one of my, uh, one of my you know, best friends. I've oh, known good. him for a long time. And uh, he's, he's literally next door. Oh, that's and hysterical. I was, just, I was just talking to him 10 minutes ago, actually. <laughs> so well, yes, we were, we were meant to be talking right now. That's how that works. Oh, is that funny? That's funny because he, we were the, um, we were the first company in the ATV. Like we actually. That's the Atlanta Tech Village for listeners. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. You were the one that came in and said, David, we'll sign your first lease, but you got to knock out these walls and put in this dong bell for every new sale that comes in and put in these special lights. Right. Uh, close. Basically, it was like, <laughs> David, we're not going to stop. We're, we're not going to sign a lease. Give it to us for free for a little while and we'll put up with all the construction that you're going to put us through. That's, That's so funny. <laughs> all right. So back to Insightful. So that was in 2012. What are you at team size today? Yeah, just around right around 60 people today. Okay. 60 people still in the same place in ATV? No, we had to um, uh, build out our own custom space. Uh, you know, being in the ATV is awesome to launch, but if you stay there too long, uh, a the math doesn't work, and then b it's kind of like living in your mom's basement, right? If you've if you've hit uh, product market fit and you can scale the business, you should go and do something traditional. So we actually like the the sign. If you well, I don't think you can see behind me, but there's a sign behind me that says Inside Pool. So it's a completely custom space that we built out now. Got it. And then fast forward to where we are today. So January 2017. How many customers are you serving per month? Yeah, yeah. So it's about uh, over a hundred different uh, large enterprises um, per month, and and many of them have uh, like multiple properties that we serve. Uh -huh. So it, you know, it's in in the count of two hundred plus of the properties that we serve. So for, for as an example, Coke may have Sprite and Fanta and so forth, and each of those are considered different customers. So can I do to back into your monthly recurring revenue number? Can I take one hundred kind of brands times the three grand ARPU to get about three hundred grand in MRR? Is that kind of accurate? 
It's uh, it's close. It's close to accurate. Unfortunately, we can't <laughs> release it. He's but, smirking, uh, guys. Please. I can see him right now. He's smirking, which means I nailed it. OK, I'm right on it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Devin, take us teach us some lessons about economics. So you're unique. Most companies kind of at this kind of monthly recurring revenue level, um, you know, their are poos, especially in SMB are like sub, you know, 100 bucks. Right. You have kind sure. of less customers paying you way more. Do you have an inside sales team? How do you think about CAC and LTV? Yeah, so we do. So we have somewhat of a traditional and a traditional model. So target accounts that are, you know, given uh, by not just industry, but ones we have specific verticals uh, attached to. So whether it be CPG and auto and so forth that we have people go after. And then we also have uh, an inside team that fields the inbound um, and, you know, gets the, you know, kind of call to close, if you will, accounts. So CAC LTV, we're, we're always, um, you know, we're always investing if there's growth and CAC LTV makes less sense to worry too much about mm-hmm. when you, if you're, you know, growing quickly, just because, um, you're going to continue to put money into, you know, marketing and so on and so forth. So as we think about LTV, um, that's like one of these funny math numbers, right? So you can kind of say LTV is, Oh, three years. Cause that's an average size <laughs> contract, but like that, you could just like put, you could say, Oh, I'm worried about my CAC LTV and go bankrupt. Right. So we think about it as not just CAC LTV, but true CAC LTV against what our contract values are, uh, typically, you know, 12 months plus, you know, incorporating churn and um, and then incorporating upsells into those. And then also, you know, so your come payback period is 12 months typically. Yeah. Uh, so actually ours is ours is a, a, a lot shorter than that. Ours is right around four months right now. Okay, great. But typically the contract value is 12. So it hits that, you know, magic marker, if you will, of three. But then we honestly look at cash flow too, right? Uh, we say, um, you know, Here's calculus to be, and these are these metrics. But how does it how does it float from a cash flow statement? Again, you could say you hit all your metrics and still go out of business because you hadn't raised money soon enough. Yeah. So you said you have about a four month payback period, and and each customer is like three grand in monthly revenue. So three times four is twelve grand. Is that what you're kind of on average spending yep. to acquire a new customer? That's right. That's right. Okay. Yeah, on average, correct. Sometimes we get some some good, fun, lucky wins, and then sometimes it takes longer, but on average. Yeah, you get lucky sometimes, right? Yeah, I'd love to, love to be lucky than good. Yeah, absolutely, right? Rather be lucky than good. Um, Tell me about churn. Have you lost any customers? What's gross monthly customer churn? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, um, there have been, there've been, there's been some, so it's typically, you know, averaging right around that two and a half uh, percent, you know, across 12. Yeah. Um, but uh, like so much of it also comes from- Wait, what do you mean across 12? So is that 2.5 annually or monthly? Correct. No, 2.5 annually. Got it. So okay. if you stay under the sub 30, um, and then that's just on gross. And then there's obviously some, some upsell that, uh, that comes from that. So annually, you know, upsell is about 15%. So it kind of, you know, squishes out to maybe 12, uh, on an annualized basis. But the, um, hold, but on, the hold on, I lost you there, Devin. Yeah. So you're, I think what you're saying is your net, your net revenue churn is, is, is close to zero or negative because of your upsells. Is that accurate? Yeah. Yeah, not quite at, uh, not, not net. It's probably more like 10%. So if you take, you know, 27% or so annually and then take about, you know, 12%, 15% or so uh, on the upsell side, uh, you, you have the delta remaining in terms of your net ARR. Chart. What is, what is, I don't know, when you say take 27% annually, 27% is, what is that number? Oh, so I'm just saying against the, against the 2.5. Oh, month, I thought you said that 2.5 was annual churn. Oh, no, 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 no. That's, that's monthly. Right. Correct. Oh, got it. Okay, good, good, good. So, okay, that's monthly churn. You're multiplying that times 12 to get the 27%. Your upsells are somewhere, you know, call it 15%. So total right. churn, net churn is somewhere around 15% annually. 
Correct. Got it. I'm with you. Okay, that makes sense. Um, we already talked about elf, kind of lifetime value and obviously $2015. What about funding? So did you bootstrap this or have you raised capital? No, we have raised capital. So we did uh, We did uh, an A round uh, and total invested uh, into the company is uh, just under $8 million. Okay. And so, uh, you know, our, our, our job right now is to, uh, you know, kind of the B round will be the show me round, right? And then to either decide to, to scale that or to, uh, you know, we look at different acquisitions and different things that we could, uh, we could do that pairs the company to get bigger, faster. Um, and, you know, some of that is, uh, is inorganic. So we may do a B or we may uh, do something strategic with other people in the space because it's so new. When was the last round of funding? Uh, we did a debt round uh, last year. So there was a, a few million dollars in, in debt that came in, I believe it was March of last year. So uh, we've done a pretty good job efficiently using the capital and we still have, you know, 12 months plus of runway in our bank right now. What are you burning per month on average? Uh, unfortunately, we can't stay. Come on, Devin. I, I, I more, would, uh, more, more or less than four hundred grand. Oh, way less. Okay, way less. Okay, that's I way, won't push. I won't push further. If but, it was, if it was four hundred, I'd be calling you for a job. <laughs> I, I'm horrible with people. I don't hire people. I'm so bad at it. That's why I do podcasting. It's much easier. <laughs> All right, very good. So you did a debt round. Now you said that was in March. So we're about, we're almost a year away from that. So you're either in the middle of acquisition talks and you're selling to Salesforce, or you've already started raising your next round of funding. Which one is it? Or we've just been uh, getting a lot of pre-billing from customers. <laughs> good, <laughs> so we've been good answer. Getting so there's the, there's the option four, I could tell you. <laughs> okay, got it. Okay, Top Tribe, as many of you know, I sold Hayo, and everyone is always asking me what my expenses were when I was building Hayo. Well, a big expense was that I spent over three grand per month on financial services to keep me out of trouble in terms of taxes. You know, my mom would always harbor me, Nathan, you gotta keep all your receipts and put them in a freaking box or something to make sure you don't get an audit or things like this. I'm like, mom, I'm a millennial. You think I'm gonna keep all these receipts? I now use FreshBooks. I use their mobile app to take a picture of receipts and it makes taxes a cinch. Additionally, I don't have to hire a $3,000 per month person to manage all my finances. It's like saving so much money and my mom's happy. Additionally, I don't waste a bunch of time creating invoices. I use their templates and I can avoid using Word templates or Excel files. I just use FreshBooks to quickly send out invoices and it works like a charm. To get your free first month, go to nathanlatka.com forward slash FreshBooks and enter the top in the How Did You Hear About Us section. Again, go to nathanlatka.com forward slash FreshBooks and enter the top in the How Did You Hear About Us section. Very good. Let me see. Let's jump in here. I dev into the famous five. That was valuable. Number one, what's your favorite business book? Yeah, I think the favorite one is hard, the hard things about hard things by, uh, Ben Horowitz. It's, it just nails everything about life, uh, being an entrepreneur. And I think the best quote ever from it is that, uh, as an entrepreneur, uh, you know, I slept like a baby. I woke up every two hours and cried. So I think that nails it pretty well. That's funny. My favorite quote from that book is if we're going to eat shit, don't nibble. <laughs> That's a good one too. <laughs> number, I think that was chapter six, the header. All right. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying right now? Yeah, you know, um, I, I think that just I, I don't I don't want to try and be cliche, but I just think like how Travis at Uber has positioned his business, not necessarily with 
all of the hype and just how tight their business practices are. Um, you know, he is, you know, gone into multiple other product areas and, and all of a sudden now Uber Eats is a normalized thing that people talked about. And that's only probably been a year since launch. So I've been, been really uh, interested in, I even just, you know, listen to some of the interviews he does and it's pretty rare, but, um, how he, how he has so much disciplined practices in a company that you would think can raise any amount of money they can, which they can. And their, their discipline would be, you know, subpar because they have all of that access. And I would, I would, from, from listening to him, I would say it is the opposite of what anybody would think just because they're burning cash. They know exactly what they're doing and have a strategy for it. And that's pretty impressive. Number three, is there a favorite online tool you have like acuity scheduling? (laughs) Um, yeah. Uh, you know, me uh, personally, or me for the, the company, I think, you know, there's some great marketing automation tools. Uh, one we use is, is Pardon. I know because I know David so well. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I at least try and ping him with my uh, customer service issues. And, uh, and and they, of course, go unanswered. Uh, but I think you know, <laughs> Uh, marketing automation is, you know, it's, it's still in its infancy, but still one of those ways that you can you can unearth what's truly happening. But that's only because uh, I don't know if you're al- allowing me to consider my own tool. So Inside Pool would definitely sit in front of that. Yeah, and um, I think talking about tools real quick, Tope just exited Sunrise. I think he's there in Atlanta. Is he planning to stay and kind of reinvest in Atlanta, or is he moving somewhere? I don't know. I haven't. Uh, I have not caught up with him uh, recently. Uh, and that's the funny thing is, you think that Atlanta is a, a pretty small town relative to tech, but I still run into people all the time that I've had no idea that they exist, and they many may have may many of them have created rip roaring businesses. And I guess that's what happens when you're concentrating on your business instead of, uh, you know, uh, instead of making friends. Yep. Uh, that's the uh, that's the, the the route you go through. But I hope he stays and uh, does another one. Number four. Yes or no? Do you get eight hours of sleep every night? Um, I, I do not usually, but man, when I do, it feels awesome. <laughs> and what's your situation? Married, single, you have kids? Uh, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. None of, none of the above. I mean, just single, but no, yeah, definitely no kids. All right. And how old are you? I am 33. All right. So, so last, I'm, you're not I'm that like, old. Yeah, I am. I'm like a godfather, you know, come, come consult the old man. And so no, most so. of the, most of those com- most of the big companies, people always forget this, you know, these folks start when they're like 38 after they've been through the fire a few times, you know? So well, I've, I've gone through baptism by fire and all the other fire. <laughs> can last, go through. So last, if you look at my receding hairline, you check it differently. <laughs> you look great. Last question, Devin, take us back a glorious 13 years. What do you wish your 20 year old self knew? Um, yeah, good question. I think my 20 year old self would, uh, would try and learn to concentrate on, um, uh, financial, uh, metrics and understanding finance a lot more deeply than when you're in the middle of something. I think it's a, it's a subject that you can't learn enough about in the beginning. You mean kind of come in prepared. Don't try and learn this as you go. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, the number one thing is in a business to have product market fit. Um, but you know, finance is usually looked at as something that just gets done as opposed to something that's strategic. And, uh, you know, I've learned to be able to say, how do we make that strategic? How do you make math dance? How do you make metrics dance? And many times that's not a CEO's forte. Yep. and just thinks it's somebody else's, but that's eventually how all of us get graded. And I wish I learned that more earlier. I'm throwing in one extra question because it's my podcast. I'm allowed to do that. What are you trying to do this year? Are you, you, you're some, call it somewhere around 300 grand. Are you trying to double or triple or quadruple MRR by December, 2017? 
Yeah, you know, this is a. I think the market is shaping up that this is going to be a big year. Uh, so, you know, ours is about a you know two point five x forecast. Um, but you know, if somebody said we hit three, I'm not going to cry. Yeah, got it. And what I mean, what would that put you at? Your guys, are, do you think you'll break a million in MRR by the end of the year? That could be pretty close. Okay, very good. Very good. That's good stuff, guys. You're learning here from Devin. Learn those financials before you get started. You'll be better off that way. He's had many successful exits there in Atlanta. Launched Insight Pool, the influencer marketing platform back in 2012. He's got a team of 60. Uh, average, again, MR, or sorry, number of customers he's serving is somewhere around 100. Again, ARPU about three grand each. Gross churn monthly about 2.5 annually. Net churn somewhere around 15. Willing to spend up to 12 grand on customer acquisition costs. Again, helping influencers connect with brands to grow acquisition. Devin, thank you for taking us to the top. Thanks a lot. Take care, guys. If you enjoyed Devin today, go back and listen to Nick yesterday. Illuminato raised 700 grand. They passed 100 customers and they're growing their team in Washington, D.C. very fast. Top Tribe, I love giving away free money. I feel like Oprah giving away cars and I have something special for you today. How many of you have heard our super sharp guests talk about success they've had with Facebook and Google ads? Well, all of you listening right now, yes, if you're listening, you get $100 in free AdWords. Here's how you get it, okay? Again, thanks for listening. Get the free $100 from Google, right, when you sign up with my website host provider, HostGator. Go sign up now to get your free money, HostGator.com forward slash Nathan. Again, that's HostGator.com forward slash Nathan. Okay, Top Tribe, I'll see you bright and early tomorrow morning. And don't forget, before you listen to any other episodes, subscribe on iTunes right now for your chance to win 100 bucks every Monday.